Hey everyone, welcome to episode 92 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's podcast, we want to be challenged to our core by the story of two people who I dare say had every right to complain and gripe, not just about the situation they found themselves in, but to complain and gripe against the Lord because they were doing exactly what God told them to do, and that's what got them into the very difficult situation in which they found themselves. But instead of grumbling, they prayed to God and sang hymns to the Lord. In spite of what they were going through, in spite of how bad things were, instead of giving in to the impulse to wallow in self-pity or anger and frustration, they chose to hold on to the spirit of joyful thanksgiving to God. And I submit to you today that if they could do this, so can you and I. And that's what we want to think about in today's podcast. Life can be pretty frustrating at times. Your car battery is suddenly dead, or you drop your mobile phone and the screen cracks. You're in a hurry and you find yourself stuck in a traffic jam. Or how about this? You're in the middle of something that matters to you when all of a sudden your internet and Wi-Fi come crashing down. Now, since I have a few people who work out of my home and others that do homework for school out of my home, when the internet goes down in my house, there is a collective sigh and an audible moan, a groan that rises up as a chorus throughout the house. And I say all this because I know this is something many of us live through on a daily basis. We can be so petty and the things that we complain about and the things that bother us. And I don't just mean our complaints about first world problems like when your internet goes down. I mean our complaints about just about everything. The price of gas, the missed call of a referee in a sporting event, the food on our plate, a phone call from someone asking for our help, the fact that someone keeps asking us to change the time on our clock, one hour ahead in the spring and one hour back in the fall. If we allow ourselves to give in to the impulse to complain all the time about everything, we will find ourselves struggling to give thanks to God in all the ways that He blesses us. And One of my favorite stories in scripture that both challenges me and encourages me to always give thanks to God is the story 
of Paul and Silas in Philippi. And we can read all about this in Acts chapter 16. In today's podcast, I simply want to share this story with you and remind you of what you and I can do if we will just simply choose to be thankful and grateful and have gratitude in our hearts and hold on to joy so that we are constantly and always giving thanks to God no matter what is happening in our lives. Even when the power goes out, even when the thing that we have been dreading has now happened to us, that in every situation we really can give thanks to God. Paul and Silas were traveling about in the ancient Roman Empire from one major city to another, declaring the good news of Jesus, just as Jesus himself had called them to do. And even though they were faithfully doing the will of God, everywhere they went, they faced intense and often violent opposition. They were threatened, they were arrested, and they were driven out of town. And Philippi was no exception to what Paul had been facing over and over again as he went about telling people the good news of Jesus. And in Philippi, Paul had driven a demonic spirit out of a slave woman who'd been making a lot of money by fortune-telling. And when her owners realized what Paul had done, they were furious because they weren't going to make any more money through this woman doing fortune-telling. So they grabbed Paul and Silas, dragged them off to the authorities. They accused Paul and Silas of being troublemakers to the hill who were stirring up the city in a dangerous way, and they demanded that Paul and Silas be punished. The crowd joined in the verbal attack against Paul and Silas until the magistrates ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped of their clothes and beaten. Luke tells us that they were severely flogged. And if you've seen The Passion of Christ, or if you've ever read or heard a description and a depiction of what it was like when Jesus was flogged before he was crucified, you have a pretty good idea about what a flogging looked and felt like. It was a horrific experience. And Paul and Silas, we're told here, were severely flogged and then thrown into the inner cell of the local prison and fastened to the stocks. And the interesting thing happens in the next few lines of the text. Instead of commiserating with each other about how awful this was and asking accusative questions like, how could God let this happen to us? Uh, we are doing exactly what God told us to do. So why did God let this happen to us? Instead of giving in to the impulse of defeat or complaint, Paul and Silas did the opposite. Luke tells us that in the darkness of the inner cell of the prison, while their backs were no doubt throbbing with pain from the beating they had taken only a few hours ago, about midnight, Paul and Silas were both praying to God and singing 
hymns to God while the rest of the prisoners were listening to them. So think about this. When Paul later wrote these words to the church in Thessalonica, I submit to you that it now means more. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church long ago. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the word of God in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. When Paul wrote these words, and when Paul and Silas were praying to God and singing hymns to God in the middle of the night from their jail cell in Philippi, I'm confident that Paul had in mind the words of the ancient Psalms that encourage God's people to put their trust in the Lord, to hold on to their hope in God no matter what is going on in their lives, no matter what is going on in their world, and no matter what is happening to them, no matter how dark and bleak the situation may be. Think about Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Or how about Psalm 46? God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And that psalm just continues on with this theme. In one psalm after another, God's people and God's people today, you and me are reminded that we need to put our trust in the Lord and not ourselves or anyone else. I especially like the way the psalmist put it in Psalm 31, beginning in verse 14, we read these words, but I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you, Jehovah. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. So just think about this for a moment. Do you believe this to be true of your life and the life of the church today? That our times, that your times are in God's hands. And if so, what better place than God's hands for your life to be in both good times and in bad times? Our times and our lives are indeed in God's hands, just as were Paul's and Silas's. And when we fully embrace this truth and rest in God's goodness and faithfulness, we can relax and let go of our worries and fears about what's going to happen or how are we going to get out of this or get through this. We need to constantly remind ourselves that our God has this. Our times are in His powerful, loving hands. And there is no better place to be than in God's hands. 
Jesus on one occasion said that no one, no one, that means not even the devil, no one can take us out of the Father's hands. So let's hear again what a man who knew what it was to be hated and mistreated because he faithfully followed Christ. What he said to the church long ago and what he says to the church today and through all the ages. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. May it be so in your life. May it be so in the lives of all of God's people that we rejoice always, that we pray without ceasing, and we give thanks to God in all circumstances. Thank you.